friends, Malcolm Christie here. Hope you're all well. Just a quick message just to let you know that I'm coming back to Derby uh, this summer. Uh, I'm doing a live Talk Derby to Me on Monday the 23rd of August at 7.30pm where you can come and ask me any questions you like about my football career, my Derby County days, uh, the Premiership years and Jim Smith etc. Contact Talk Derby to me on social media, message the page, they'll be able to sort your tickets out, or Blake Fallows on social media as well, who's holding the event. Look forward to seeing you all soon. Cheers. You kept that quiet, didn't you? <laughs> Mate, there was a handful of people I could tell, and a handful of people I definitely couldn't tell. <laughs> Guess which list you were on. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the first... Um... The first I saw of it was um, the Instagram post was like the, the Love Island graphic where he's got his shirt off. And I looked at it half asleep in the morning and I thought, that's a wind-up. Someone's made that for him. Like, I still that's didn't think it was crack. true. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that how much Brett would have hated that photo as well. And <laughs> as, when he, like the weekend before he left, he was like, whatever you do, do not say the secret is out. I can finally <laughs> announce it and all of that. And I was like, I'm so happy you've said that. Because guess what I'm exa- I'm, guess what wording I'm gonna go with now. Well, how, how does it come about then getting on there? Is it through people that follow him and stuff like that? There's a few different ways. Like um I've heard in the past that they've gone into modeling agencies and done castings for it. Um they have like a team of junior scouts that go through Instagram and go through spaces like that and actively look for people. And they must approach thousands of people. Um, and yeah, you, you kind of get, get a message or get castings or get asked to go on the show, but I'm sure a lot of people also apply to go on, um, for Brett, it was them coming for him more so, um, asking him if he can do it. He's been asked in the past before, um, like we wanted us to go on as twins. Um, but I was just, we just weren't up for it really. And with Brett studying, it was really intense. So it just never kind of fit. And, um, so, yeah, he kind of went through a few interviews and a few castings. They really did the due diligence, to be honest. So I wonder if that's where they lose a lot of dropout when they, they ask about, you know, previous stressors, any trauma that you've had in your life and really, you know, speak to your family and, and your close, close friends and ask loads of deep questions. You have probably 10 or 15 meetings with psychiatrists and psychologists. And so after all of that, they were like, yeah, here's a contract that you sign in. I think he must have signed it about, two months ago now so he went through all the meetings with them them lot and then signed the contract probably like two months ago now um and he was really adamant on getting his phd thesis out of the way and done and dusted um but the show had already started and he hadn't submitted it so he was like trying to get the final bits together he um he handed it in like friday flew out monday morning they did like a two-week quarantine take his phone and laptop and everything off him and then they held him for like another eight or nine days um until he went in um and then yeah he went in on on the monday and we see it on the tuesday so the monday he went in um was the monday i did a live show at the venue and i messaged you the week before <laughs> and said are you boys coming along and you kind of went oh yeah well um i think we'll let you know and i like, <laughs> just didn't really answer it so the answer so you, you was just pying me off then <laughs> now, well, you think of the excuses i could have used then basically yeah, good mate. <laughs> was it a difficult decision for him to go in knowing that it's like and the amount of people that watch it 
what people say about certain people that go on it. Do you know what I mean? Was it? Did you have to think career-wise? Did you have to think career-wise about how it could affect him? I think there was a lot going on in Brett's head. You know, he's it's a very un-Brett-like show. He's, mm. you know, very academic and reserved at times and has this whole professionalism that he attains to. But then also works with sustainable fashion brands, promotes ethical consumerism and really like deep things to do with climate change and global warming and deeper parts of the fashion industry and not just modeling and social media. So it definitely was a factor. And um, I think for him, it, it was, you know, he's, he's dedicated a large part, like all of his adult life to, re- to his research and, and being at university. So this was a chance where, you know, he's never had a holiday where he's not taken his laptop and been working. He's never had time to commit to a girl for more than a few dates or a few weeks because he felt guilty of his research. Mm. So I think a part of him was scared and nervous of what it is like associated with. But the other part of him was like, do you know what? This is just a great chance for me to completely not think about my work and my research and university and studying and completely dedicate my brain and my headspace to, you know, pursuing a relationship or, or, and those sorts of things and having fun and just completely being himself and free. Is there a worry it could be, he gets known as Love Island Brett rather than Brett who does all the stuff that you, you mentioned there? Yeah, that was, that was a big one as well. And we're very lucky, like with the work we've done, we've met people that have been on, on the show before and are super successful from it, like Odi Soko and um, Jessica Rose and her fella Dom. And they were kind of like, look, the, the best bit you can do is do all of these things. And, you know, Love Island is a piece of that, that you just so happen to be on Love Island, but you stand for X, Y, Z. Instead of you hate your career, you've got nothing going for you. Love Island is your route out, your escape. You can be known for Love Island and be the Love Island person. And those people kind of said, you'll do fine because you've got so much else going on that you'll go and do Love Island, but then come back to those things and hopefully either with a partner or, you know, with someone that, that's a colleague or a friend or, you know, someone else with a big platform that you can just say these messages to a wider audience. I think he did. Um, it's weird because I spoke to him and he said it was hilarious, joking around all the time, banter flying around, taking the mick out of Priya. Like the lads got on really well with him. And I was like, mate, they've not really shown a lot of that, unfortunately. Mm. And he was like, no way. Um, and I think they kind of wanted it them to be like the boring couple for it to be, to be spoken about a little bit. But then the final episode when, you know, the vote came in and all of that stuff, I think he gave a really good account of himself and showed people like what he stands for and his values and how respectful he is and those sorts of things. It's hard going into a place where these people have known each other seven weeks and they're in an accelerated environment for a relationship. Brett gets dropped in for four or five days and has to kind of like catch up or there's a pressure to catch up and be on their level. Um, so I was I was glad he didn't, you know, jump into bed and start doing stuff under the sheet straight away whilst my nan's watching. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think he gave a good account of himself and he could be proud of it. What did you not reckon about it? It's so weird because before Brett was going in, I was like, I'm not really going to watch it. And I went home and I obviously had to tell my nan and my family and she was like, oh, it's brilliant. Have you seen such and such are together already and they've been doing this challenge? But... Then he said something. I was like, Nan, what are you on about? I don't know who any of these people are. She knew more about these people than she does me and Brett, I swear. Um, so, it, yeah, they kind of enjoy it for what it is. It's like lighthearted entertainment. But 
when one of their own that they're close with goes in, I had like my auntie and my sister like, I can't not reply to these people saying horrible things about Brett because he's such a nice guy. Um, so I was like, no, you just gotta, you just gotta read it and move on. Um, but yeah, the, my nan and my my family are just like, take it as it is. Really, just light-hearted entertainment. How did you cope with? Obviously, you was running his social media channels for him while he was in there, and yeah. got quite a bit of stick when he first went in. How did you kind of cope with with that side of it? The the first two days were the worst because. That he didn't show what he was like as a person. It was just, you're there to steal a girl. Um, people are going to compare you to the person that she's already with and you're going to get the blame if she moves. And so there was loads on Twitter, especially about his appearance, which as his identical twin, you can't not take to heart. Mm. I think other people have an aspect of running their friends' accounts and yeah, they can be defensive, but they can be defensive and not take it personally. Um, so that was a big part of it for me. There was also a part of like later down the line, like the last couple of days is the anonymity of it, where you could have run Brett's account all day, every day and go for a coffee and go for a walk and go to the gym. Not that you ever would go to the pub. What else you do? Those sorts of things and not be recognized. You have complete anonymity behind running his account. Whereas I go out and people think I'm Brett. So people are coming up to me, filming me in the gym, following me around Asda. And that was within two days. Um, and so to after like the he'd recoupled with Priya, um, I asked two of my friends that run big online communities within fashion to like help me run his Twitter because it was just relentless. I couldn't stay up till 4 a.m. every day and getting up at 7, 8 o'clock every day, reading every comment, retweet, posted tweet, reply, every share, every DM, like my, every time I refreshed Instagram, it had a hundred, a hundred, a hundred comments, followers, likes every time. And as I was swiping them off my top of my, off the top of my screen, I accidentally clicked one and it was someone video calling him on Instagram DM screaming abuse, like literally a troll shouting down the phone. You're Tory this, you're Nazi, you're a murderer. You look like a murderer. I know you've said something racist. I'm going to find it. Um, you've got a racist face. Brett's the rate, most racist name I can think of. Brett's profile picture told me to go back to where I come from. Like loads of political stuff about being a Tory. Like just complete and utter rubbish from seeing 12 seconds of him on television. It was insane. So after that, I kind of went into his settings on Instagram and you can add a vocabulary of words that get blocked. So that list was just like, a list of the worst words you can think of that people had put on his post. And they weren't like Ben Chilwell, because he looks like Ben Chilwell. They weren't like Lord Farquaad or anything to do with his like appearance or superficial stuff that was banter. It was like really horrible things. Nazi, Hitler, racist, murderer, Fritzl, Ted Bundy. There was a three or four accounts that started a hashtag death penalty for Priya and started calling her a terrorist, saying she's bringing shame to her religion, her family are going to disown her. And that's on the bottom of posts about Brett. So I can't even imagine, like, as much as I'm fucking grumbling about this, I can't imagine to the extent that Priya and her friends have had running her account. Um, I'm sure it's been way worse, but I hope that the people that are helping her with that are supporting each other because I know there's a, there's a few of them doing it. So, yeah, it, it, it was just relentless and I had to pass it on to someone to help me. What what do you think can change? Obviously, we've seen it after the Euros, the extent of the the racist abuse that the three England players that Mr. Penalty suffered. Is there a, 
so it's accountability, isn't it? Like, do you have to put, put yeah. some ID in or? Well, there's, I mean? a, there's a lot about the cure. What what do we do after it's happened? Mm. And that is the accountability and the consequence. And for me, it's about prevention. It shouldn't all be about cure. And so as, as much as people are saying, you know, there needs to be X, Y, Z for this and there needs to be a punishment for that, there needs to be a preventative measure that comes in. And whether the prevention is education, whether it's uploading ID so that we know who exactly who is on each account, I don't know what the preventative measure is, but um, people can't just go into these holes online and think they can get away with saying these things because in real world, in the street, if they said something racist to someone's face, they'll be arrested. If they said something horrific at work, they would lose their job. And just because it's in a digital space that they can just say it, put the phone down, watch Emmerdale, it's like, yeah, I've got away with that sound. And so that's why I didn't want to hide all of the comments as well. I kind of wanted to leave all the shit comments on there so that people can see this person has said that thing. This account has said that and it's, I'm, I'm keeping it on the account. Because otherwise, if I hide it or delete it, they've said it, they've known I've seen it and got away with it. So I kind of wanted it out there in the open, but I just... When the extreme stuff came in, I I just had to delete and and block and report it. It's, I know you've spoken to Brad. Is, is Brad? Is he had his phone back and has he had a look on social and that? He's not, but um, I spoke to someone at ITV and said, look, before he goes on social media and when you give him his phone back, can you get him to ring me so I can kind of, you know, like just say you did really well, really proud of you. On the first few days, this happened when you were leaving and the things you've said online since, and I posted this on your behalf sort of thing as well. Um, you know, you've been shown in a nice light towards the end of the show and towards the end of a program and you can be really proud of it, but I just don't want him to pick up his phone and go straight into social media without me, like giving him a bit of warning. Yeah. You've had a bit of fun with his social media as well, don't you? That, that was a big part of it. After those two or three days, I was like, do you know what? It's gone from being funny to toxic and horrible. So I thought if we jump in on it, we can steer it back to keeping it light and funny and taking the mick out of him a bit because people know it's his friends running his account. So we were like, right, we can completely steer the narrative back from toxic and horrible to making it funny and making it lighthearted and making it shareable, which is you know what people want online as well. So like we started posting memes and like putting captions about him out looking for Boris and stuff. So yeah, those went down really well. Uh, has he not seen them yet? hasn't seen any of it the worst bit is there was this whole thing on the show on his last ever show where he was like Priya was dumping him because he said his favourite cheese was brie or something like that and and she was like oh my god brie what the hell so I jumped on it straight away changed his name from Brett to Brie Staniland on Instagram so his (laughs) name is now Brie Staniland I went to change it back because people are like oh he'll be verified and stuff but you can't be verified if you've not got your name your passport name in your bio yeah. I can't change it for two weeks. So he's going to be <laughs> Bree Staniland for a fortnight now and can't change it back. <laughs> I, seen the, I seen your sister screenshot and put on a story, but I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't know, didn't know what it Yeah, that was a context. Yeah. And Brett doesn't even like cheese. I think she just made up that he liked, that he said Bree or something. But now he's going to be, I can't wait for him to see that. He's going to absolutely kill me. Can't <laughs> change it for another fortnight. <laughs> Do you, um, do you think they'll have a date when they come out? Not on my watch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, 
I want him to I want him to have a pop at her because I think she's been rude at times. Mm. Um, I don't know. I th- I think there would be great like as horrible as it is, they'd be really good colleagues or like presenters together. Like I can imagine them doing you know like a bit on the one show where they go into like health and well being or something and do that. I can't imagine them going on a date in the friary or going to a derby game. Might send her to the Derby Forest game and she can sit in the forest end. <laughs> <laughs> Brett can't be turning up to Pride Parking Socks and Sunday with me. You want to bet? <laughs> he's gone. I reckon he's gone. Right, I'm going home tonight. I choose violence. Socks and sandals, that's it. You can have it. Do you reckon, do you reckon that was a minute? He manipulated that. Mate, definitely. Uh, he must have known in the day that she's like, because the boys went, look, we like you as a guy. We would want to know. We need to tell you what she said. I reckon in his head, right, public vote, I'm the newest here, I'm going home. Socks and sandals are coming out. He can get it. So, yeah, I was. I wish I could talk more about what he wore in the show, but because they're sponsors of the show, I can't say the things he's worn and why he's worn them. But people who know Brett will know what he stands for on the values, what sort of clothes he wears and promotes normally. Um so, yeah, I think after the, when he comes out, it'll be really interesting for him to say, you know what, these, these are why I wore these things. But, yeah, socks and sandals, mate. I was rinsing him on Twitter. You see, I posted a picture of me sat on the sofa wearing sandals and socks and yeah, shorts. That, yeah. <laughs> is, is that something that is quite trendy to do at the minute still? Yeah, mate, if you look at, like, runway stuff and editorial Mate, socks, like, especially like a gladiator sandal like that. That's like a suede. They're like 700 quid, those sandals. Yeah. Made by a cobbler in England, one of the oldest shoemakers in England that he wants to support and promote because British manufacturing has taken a hit. There's so much depth to why he wears certain things and doesn't give a shit about how people see it. He, he wears it to promote good things and help his friends because he's on national television, like, there's so many brands that have struggled, especially ones that manufacture in the UK. And he's gone, do you know what? I don't give a shit what people say about me. They can call me Roy Cropper all they want. Um, I'm going to wear beige sandals and a beige sock. <laughs> Roy Cropper is better than Ted Bundy, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'll take Roy Cropper any day. Is, is he limited to what he can wear in there, then? It, limited in a sense where they can't wear like heavily branded things. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a huge sponsor that must pay like millions to sponsor the show um and that sponsor even their e-commerce on their website to like for sales is screenshots of tv of people wearing it on love island all of those outfits yes so like they said to brett you you can bring your own clothes as long as they're not like heavily branded and all of that stuff so not like full of print and stuff which isn't brett style anyway but you can't have something that just says valenciaga over the top of it or whatever yeah um but if you get chilly one evening and want to throw a hoodie on from this brand, they can use that wherever they want, whenever they want for like a year. So he was like, not taking a risk. Yeah. That's a bit naughty, isn't it? Mate, uh, we need to do another one of these. He's worn black owned brands that he wanted to support through BLM, but couldn't do um, advertising campaigns for. He's worked with fashion brands that's a collaboration showing the protest against Brexit because it's hit the British manufacturing industry. Mm. He's worn, sustained, everything he's worn has been made by a sustainable fashion brand. Everything. That's last. Yeah, so I'm hoping 
I mean, I've had messages from, you know, on Brett's story, he does the votes. Like, he uploads a runway collection and just gets people to say yes or no every day. Yeah, yeah. Even if they're like £30,000 couture runway dresses, he just goes, yes or no, tell me yes or no. The person who's the editor at Vogue Runway messaged me saying, we need to talk about Brett. He's, I've noticed he's not wearing any of the clothes that the other lads are wearing. Um, we need to like have a chat about it and see what we can do interview-wise. And someone said the same from GQ America as well. So That's a nice piece. That'd be a nice magazine piece on sustainability, wouldn't it? And it gives him a chance well, to yeah, get them- like, Yeah, like how, how to be on one of the biggest reality TV shows in the world and say no to the sponsors that are fast fashion that you don't believe in. That's great. Did he get a chance to get his message across in there or was that something that you just put of an elephant in the room? Yeah, I think it. I think he did and they've edited it out because there's no way that Brett wouldn't have spoke about that stuff with the boys because uh, even when it went to the clip of Brett leaving and what do you think of Brett? And they were like, you know, he's such a cool guy. He's got so many stories um, and he's a true gem. In those stories, he'll have been speaking about what matters to him, which are those things. Um, and so he will have explained like why, where this jacket has come from. People loved his white jacket that he wore last night. It's like a off-the-shoulder, oversized white denim jacket. Um, but it, there's more depth to it. And people are like, where all his DMs are like, where where was his jacket from? Can I get one? I think there's 10 of them in the world. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's why when he was like saying Priya was going to pull him for a chat, he was betting with Teddy, I bet you the jacket. Because I'm, I'm sure one of the lads would have wanted it. Do you, do you feel like he achieved what he wanted to achieve? Um, I think he will do in a couple of weeks. I think um, after the show is finished and maybe he'll get to do a little bit more press. Um, I wish his audience had grown a little bit more because he speaks about things that really matter, not about, you know, selling products. He doesn't want to do swipe up links for the rest of his life. He doesn't want to do, you know, your boohoo adverts and all of that stuff and sell protein shakes and teeth whitening. He wants a platform where he can make a real difference and educate people on things that are going on around the world. So I hope he's not disappointed that his Instagram hasn't blown up. At the same time, I think he'll be really pleased watching the last few episodes back on how he handled himself in a situation where he had every right to fly off the rails, really. Um, And so I hope in in that sense, I'm sure he'll be really happy with himself and he he should be. Um, But I do hope that the platform is there for him to to speak about these things. And he's um, in September, there's a British Fashion Council sustainability panel and they've asked me to speak on that, and I'm sure they'll be interested in, speak, in speaking to Brett too. What's next for both of you? Um, I mean, you I'm... know us pretty well, mate. I think it's doing what we, we've always done on a bigger level and to, mm-hmm. to more people and trying to make people aware of things that uh, are affecting all of us and affecting people that don't have a voice, really. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love him to go into presenting. I think that would have been a nice target of his. A lot of the lads that have done very very well from previous years that have millions of followers are doing you know following England around for the Euros and doing the presenting job there a lot of them are doing radio stuff some of them are on BBC channels and BT Sport so um, maybe in maybe later down the line that that might be an option Um, but I'm sure he's got no expectations I think he just went on it 
as uh, to test himself a little bit, push himself out of his comfort zone and see what happens. When are you next back in Derby? Um, Brett comes back Monday morning. The final is on Monday night. I might come back at the weekend without Brett. Uh, I need a haircut and the Daily Star won't leave my hairdresser alone. <laughs> Do you fancy fish and chips at King's Corner? Yeah, massive. Mate, one of the re- weirdest comments on a TikTok was, is from Draycott, famous for that fish fish and chippy on the corner of what what's it? And I was like, how the hell do these people know this? Uh, yeah, it was just Google Draycott. That's what... Literally like, seen a chip shop, the only thing that Draycott's known for. You, one thing that I've noticed is you've been referred to as Derbyshire lad, Derbyshire hunk. Do you yeah, catch yourself as a Derby lad? I, well... Or we've only ever lived in a Derby postcode, even though it's Arrowash Valley. Mm. But then we went to school in Nottingham, so we went to Friesland. Breaking so I... up there, mate. <laughs> you got a bleep for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're like, we always said Derbyshire just because we like cross over that border a little bit, much to our own demise. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thanks a lot, mate. I'll catch up with you when you get back and. Yeah, Make sure we, uh, when you speak to Brett, pass on my regards. Yeah, I will do. I'm sure he'll, he'll have a few things to say. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him on if he's up for it when, once he's back in. He's back to normal. Definitely, mate. Nice one, mate. Take care of yourself. Cheers, Blakey.